Now, don't go away, because next on CBS Radio's Comedy Time are those two zany characters of many characters, Bob and Ray. And now, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Good news for you. What's that? You've been put in charge of our new office on Guam. Hey, when do I leave? I think uh, week Tuesday. Well, there's much activity out there. Not too much. I mean, will I be? Not too much radio uh, action going on out there. However, there's a lot of book work to be done. Sure. Keep in touch. You here? I'm good at figures. Good. I'll leave right now, I guess. No, no. No, no. We haven't finished the show anyway. Uh, Here we are starting a brand new week. I think it's a week Tuesday you leave. Oh, okay. Well, that okay. gives me two days to pack. All right. We've had a lot of mail and phone calls uh, for the fact that last Thursday we announced that Friday would have the Gourmet Club. We will go over there today. They had a they had a little uh, fire, I think, and it prevented us from uh, visiting on Friday. We'll definitely go there today. Before we do, we have a, a guest in our studio we thought you might be interested in meeting. The gentleman who... Uh, Weighs quite a bit. Uh, just how much is it, sir? I weigh uh, 245 pounds, but I've uh, taken a little weight off, uh, uh, Bob. I used to weigh 280 pounds. So that we may uh, become better acquainted and our audience may visualize uh, uh, you a little better. Could we have your name before we start? Yes, Roger Ace Fernadio. Roger, you uh, have the unfortunate distinction of being uh, a gentleman who was... Uh, turned down for rather an important uh, job. Yes, right? uh, I was uh, one of the uh, astronauts that was turned down by the government. Of course, there were quite a few uh, uh, considered before the final seven. Well, we went right? through uh, quite a test and they examined us closely, uh, both mentally and physically, and of course my weight uh, threw me out. I weighed almost 300 pounds at the time, time of the interview. Uh, could you give us any of the other reasons Which why you were uh, turned down? Take a little off the payload eventually. Sure. They had to, uh, but go on, I'm sorry. Uh, were there any other reasons why you in particular were uh, cast well, aside? Of course, they never give you a reason for turning it down. They just uh, send you a note to thank you for your interest. And, uh, you did want to become an astronaut? Was that uh, uh, I did. I submitted uh, an application. Uh, uh, and they invited me down and ran us through some tests. They, uh, the, for instance, they asked me, do I like to travel? Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I don't, oddly enough. Uh, no, I never no, have. Uh, I don't. I can't sleep well in a hotel or on a train. No. But if I'm not in my own Betty bye-bye, I don't close an eye all night. Well, uh, of course, that would make you a little bit uh, unsafe so, for this kind of thing because an astronaut will be traveling quite a, quite a number of miles, yes. I would think. Yes. Uh, what other other questions are you are you uh, normally fairly even tempered? Do you keep calm under? Well, uh, they brought that up. Uh, they, uh, for instance, they they ask you uh, questions like, uh, do you get upset easily? Do you fly off the handle? Do you yeah. have a hot temper? Are you yeah. known as a hothead? No, but then I don't brook any nonsense. You know. I haven't said anything to upset you. Well, I'm not mad at you. I'm just explaining. Well, you kind of flared uh, up uh, there a little bit. Yeah. 
They, uh, they asked me... I mean, me, you uh, kind of flew off the handle briefly just now, you see. Did you do that when they asked you if you were... You always irritate people like this, buddy. I'm not trying to irritate you, Larry. Uh, I'm Larry, a, my name is Roger. Uh, Roger. I'm only trying to... Uh, Running well, out of some of the facts. I'd sure like to be in a spaceship with you on a trip to the moon, uh, buddy. See, you give them all in pieces. I'll tell you that right now. See, no, well, they wouldn't want floating you. Floating space for eternity. Yeah, well, they wouldn't want you. Who's the way out of this choice? Now, don't leave. We're not through. Hey, man, don't leave. We want to talk some more with you about your hobbies. What, uh, what kind of? Uh... All right. Well, I like to read. They asked me my. My reading habits. What I do like you read, Roger? Mad Magazine. Joe Palooka. I like very much. Things like that. Comics. Actually, of course, intelligence is a great factor in uh, the selection of anyone for an important uh, role, such as the astronaut will play. Are you actually smart? By that I mean... Uh, You're asking me about my intelligence quotient. Yeah. My IQ. Well, that and uh, your general knowledge of things. I wouldn't say I was particularly brilliant. I always stood in the lower sixth of the class. Uh-huh. Where I like to stay, you know? Well, don't get... Don't... Don't so try, to, try to read anything into that, buddy. I'm not trying, trying to read anything. Huh? Well, no, it doesn't. Okay. Uh, boy, I think you have uh, you have uh, kind of a temper there. I think you fly off a little too easily. See, we've just been conducting a very... You didn't even volunteer to go out. I didn't want to go. I had no reason to go. Well... Well, then, uh, the pot's not calling the pan, or the, or who's calling me, uh, let me out of here. Will you show him the door, please? Uh, this way, sir. You've got a wonderful interview, you big slob. Oh, man, was he touchy. Oh, he's dreadful. He's one of the worst people you've ever had up here. Speak to the screening department. But now, uh, here is a brief transcribed message from Deputy Sheriff Jake Dawkins of Pauline, Georgia. Evening, folks. Now, this is your buddy, Deputy Jake, with a word for all your motorists. Now, any time you find you're driving through Pauline, uh, be sure you really tear through the town. Now, we like drivers to flow aboard their way right smack dab down Main Street. Now, I'll tell you why we like that. See, the land around here is too flinty to plant. Our industry wouldn't touch it with a... With a ten-foot pole, kind of hard to make a buck. It was, that is, until the town decided to go into the speed trap business. Now we pull 20, 30 cars a day. Making out right good, too. Uh, Deputy Jake here saying, anytime you're heading our way, you try some of our praline hospitality, you hear? Night. Thanks, Deputy Jake. We'll remember to take the back road. Otherwise, we might just advise the Bob and Ray audience that no matter where, drive with care. Well, I think they probably know that without reminding them, don't you? Thanks, you know it all. That's what they are. Here is the moment we've been waiting for when we return to our good friends Claude and Clyde, the genial hosts at the Bob and Ray newly refurbished gourmet club cross town. Come in, Claude and Clyde. Good evening, everybody. A pleasant, warm hello to you all. Please, I do beg your pardon. People are just being yeah. seated for now. There we are. Can you see all right? The entertainment is going on now. It's a dance act. Maybe we'll pause briefly to hear the actor out. I say it's a beautiful line of chorus girls, Claude. You're not whistling Dixie. 
It's the quickest, easiest of all leading shampoos. Besides that, using Fitch regularly is guaranteed to keep embarrassing dandruff away. Simply apply in the unique Fitch manner. Before you wet hair, rub in one minute. Now this way, Fitch shampoo penetrates right down to the scalp. Next, add water. Lather one minute to wash every trace of dandruff out of your hair. Then rinse one minute. All that loosened dandruff goes down the drain. In three minutes with Fitch, one rubbing, one lathering, one rinsing, dandruff's gone. And while removing dandruff, Fitch can also brighten hair up to 35%. To get rid of dandruff problems forever, brighten hair to use Fitch regularly always. Get Fitch Dandruff Remover Shampoo today, only 59 cents. Here now are Webley Webster and Wally Ballou with the Bob and Ray editorial of the air for this week. Thank you, Bob. It's time to look the issues squarely in the face. The problem concerns all of us. If it continues to be ignored, the dismissal of what is now a routine matter may result in it becoming even more grave as time, valuable time, go by. Hindsight, it was once noted, is an admirable means of settling affairs that have grown too big to be disposed of at the time of conflict. Yes, but this is an issue that must be dealt with now. For history is the ledger of time. And what we have here is a notation in the ledger of history. Let there be no mistake about that. Now, most of us have shown a willingness to stand up for the things we want, the things we hold so close to us. We've not wavered. Or have we sidestepped problems that seemed at the time to have no resolution? Instead, bold, imaginative strides forward were taken. This is what we are used to. The habit of success. Thought it was much of a shock to us as it probably was good listeners to you uh, when we heard opposition voices being raised. Why the belated outcry? Why indeed, dear listener? Why do they oppose us now? Why do they choose this particular time to make themselves heard? And why we must ask ourselves at this moment in our affairs... Do they want this issue table? We cannot agree with what Rachel O'Reilly said about Webley Webster and Wally Ballou with this week's Bob and Ray editorial of the year. And we'll be back with a spooky sound in just ten seconds. a spooky sound for you. <laughs> Boy. And until tomorrow, this is Ray Goulding reminding you to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumb. Big Chief Mischief himself sparks Arthur Godfrey time tomorrow on the CBS Radio Network. Tomorrow on the CBS Radio Network.